So, uh, my name is James. I work with the youth here. If you don't know me, hi. Uh, uh, we were actually joking around about it this morning uh, at morning service. I kind of had a rough morning. Uh, first service, we couldn't find this microphone, so I used that one, which made it a little uncomfortable just for everyone because I was uncomfortable, so I figured I'm not going to be the only one uncomfortable, so I tried to make the audience uh, uncomfortable too. Um, second service, actually, your lovely wife uh, did announcements and took off with my last couple pages of notes. Uh, so I got a microphone and I got all my notes, so hopefully this will be uh, good. Uh, if not, we'll just see how it goes and, you know, blame it on something else. Uh, but I do have a couple announcements. One is if you're interested in going to the Tamar Center or interested in that, that is a, um, an organization in Thailand to help get women out of prostitution. Uh, if you're interested in going to that or supporting that in some type of way, would you send an email to lisa at relement.org uh, just to give her, you know, you're interested in going or you want more information about it and things like that. They're trying to put together some numbers right now and, and so they can get you more information. So send an email to her. Uh, we are, as said in announcements, uh, we are having a Christmas party and we do need help to make that happen. Uh, Christmas parties don't just happen. Uh, lots and lots of effort go into them. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but lots of effort going down. So if you are willing to help or want to help, uh, talk to Mikey. Actually, there's signups in the back. Sorry. There are signups in the back to help with that. So if you're interested in helping, signups are in the back. Uh, my third announcement is the youth is going to winter camp this year. Uh, that's going to be February 12th through the 14th. Taking a bunch of students or however many students sign up. Uh, up to Mammoth Mountain for a few days. Um, that's actually a, a Saturday through a Monday, but they have that Monday off. And I tell the students at youth group, I was like, you know, we're going to be there up there on uh, February 14th. So if you don't have Valentine's Day, now you don't have to feel lonely because you have plans. Uh, so we're going up there. Uh, if you're interested in that, if you're a student and you're interested, if you have a student and you think they would be interested or you kind of want to get rid of your kid for a weekend, uh, there are signups in the back, and there's also an information pamphlet back there that you can take home. Take two home, give one to your friend. Uh, it's all back there. Excellent. So, would you guys stare at me for the reading of God's Word? You guys are quiet. Uh, Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father. Will you guys pray with me? Um, God, I pray that, that we would be a people who long to do that, that we would be a people who long to give thanks to you. That, that in our words and in our deeds, God, that you would be glorified and that, and that people would understand our love for you by the way that we live and by the way that we talk. God, uh, teach us that, that this season, that this Christmas season isn't just about giving gifts to people, but it's also about giving to you. We understand that you have given us so much and that we would long to give back to you. Uh, so I pray that today you would teach us a little bit uh, about us, God, and a little bit about you so we can walk out of of these doors, knowing that you love us. And, and in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so you guys can take a seat. 
so the holidays are among us, and it is the season of giving. You know, it's just a great time of year. It's a season of good cheer. It's just wonderful. And it seems like everyone that I talk to, this is their favorite time of year. I mean, if this isn't your favorite time of year, you kind of get shunned. It's like, I don't really like Christmas. I mean, it's great, but I like summer. And they're like, what? You like summer more than Christmas? Don't, you, don't talk to me. Go over there. Don't sit by me. You cannot like summer more. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't like the rain. Oh, whatever. Oh, but I mean, how could you not like this season? I mean, there's, there's fat men in red suits, which is just hilarious. Um, unless you go to the mall. It's kind of creepy. Okay. <laughs> There is the real Santa Claus at the mall. Like, he's got a real beard and everything. I don't know how he did it. But the creepy thing about it is that I saw him, like, playfully talking with some junior high girls. And I'm like, dude, that's creepy. So watch out for that Santa at the mall, you know. You can look at him, but don't take your kids to him. Um, There's, uh, you know, hot cocoa and hot cider. You know, you take a candy cane and you... Let it sit in a cup of hot cocoa for five minutes and come back, and it's this brand new delicious drink. I mean, we have turkey, and then the next day we have the, the Costco combo or Costco classic, whatever you call it. I coined both those terms. Um, but it's, you know, the Costco roll with the turkey in it and whatever else you like on it. And then the next day we have, like, turkey and sausage and, you know, turkey and eggs and turkey jerky, and there's just so much turkey around. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a glorious time where, where no one gives you a hard time if you go to the dessert table like three or four times. Everyone's just like, yeah, that's normal. Uh, and, I, and I think that one of the reasons that we like this season so much is because of that, because of the constant sugar intake. I mean, our sugar intake goes up so much. People make all kinds of sweets, and then they invite you into your house, and you're like, gotcha, eat my pie. And you're like, I can't eat anymore. They're like, I have so much of it, though. It's like, why did you make seven pies? I don't understand. Um, but we're just all on a sugar rush, and it's, and it's great. And, and some of us are thinking, yes, James, agreed. We love this season. Christmas parties, Thanksgiving leftovers, our house starts to light up. It's wonderful. I get to wear the coat that's been sitting in my closet for the last eight months. We get to save tons of money on the things that we need on Black Friday. I mean, did anyone participate in Black Friday this year? Was anyone out of the house by like 6 a.m.? Nice, nice. Did anyone camp? Good. Uh, I had one person say they, they camped, and, and I'm going to get to that. But I, I tried to be one of those people. I tried to be out of the house by 7 this year, uh, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, Haley and I both set our alarms, and it just wasn't happening. Neither of us woke up, so God intended for us not to stand in line all day. Uh, I went to Kohl's at 11 and was only there for like an hour. It was awesome. But I never understood people who, who camped. I never understood why people would do that. I, I worked at Best Buy for like eight months. And in this time, I got the privilege of working at Best Buy for a Black Friday. Uh, and it was crazy. People started camping out the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, is this like a family tradition you have? Like, oh, yeah, you know, instead of doing Thanksgiving dinner, we're going to camp out front of Best Buy. And it's like, what would you do for Thanksgiving? I camped front of Best Buy. It's like, no turkey dinner? Pfft. I don't need turkey dinner knowing that I'm number one in line. Yeah. How's that taste? It's just like, dude, you stood in line for so many days. Is that really worth the $250 that you saved on a TV? But I, I don't understand it. But, but some people, they're just crazy. Um, 
and, and others of us are, are thinking, and some of us are really excited about this season, and some of us are thinking, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. What am I going to do? I do not have the money to buy people gifts. I'd like to buy people gifts, but I don't have the money to. This is kind of the boat I'm in, and I'm thinking, I recently got married. We spent a lot of money on pictures. I'm going to give everyone pictures of us. Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoy. I mean, I got to go to Kohl's at 11 this year because I had a gift card. It wasn't like we were just spending money. And I bought a vacuum so we could actually clean our house. Uh, but wherever you are in this season, wherever your mindset is, it's the time to think about others. It's the time to think about others and to give. And my guess is that, is that most people teaching on today would talk about how we need to take a second and take a second before the season gets too crazy and think about the things that God has given us and, and, and take a day and think about the gifts that he's given us, which I agree, you should do that. And if you didn't do that on Thanksgiving, you should take a day and, and dwell on that. But I see things just a little bit different, so I'm going to kind of steer us in a different direction. Instead of thinking about what Christ has given you, I want you to think about what you've given to Christ. Take a second and think about how you have tried to further God's kingdom or how you have furthered God's kingdom this year. I don't want anyone to think about this in a way so you can be like, I did so much for God this year. You have no idea, James. Or I am so good. I am the best Christian. I'm awesome. It's, it's nothing like that. If anything, my guess would be we'd walk out of here feeling almost a little bit guilty for how little we've done. This question is not so we can praise ourselves. This is not a way of thinking how we have earned God's gifts. It's like, I was a good husband, so God blessed me with a raise, or I read my Bible, or I thought about reading my Bible, so God gave me a new car or a new TV. Right? When thinking of God's gifting like that, it seems more like a payment. I don't want this to be some type of thinking of how have I paid God back. More how have I given God what he deserves back. Ephesians 2.8 For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. I ask this question because I want you to look honestly and ask, how have I lived for Christ? How am I serving Christ? Because we're great at taking the things that God has given us, and, and we welcome them with open arms as long as we think it's a good thing. But when it comes to giving back, we're, we're a little slow. I mean, we give people gifts in, in our life, and at Christmas time, we give them gifts because we love them, because we want to bring them joy. We say, I was thinking about you, and I bought you this, or I got you this. In the same way, we should be doing that with God. I was thinking about you, God, so here is this. Here's this from my life. First John 4, 9. This is, uh, uh, sorry, 4, 9 through 12. This is how God showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. I mean, how have we given back in this way? How have we shown our love in this way? 
We're good at saying that I follow Christ or I live for Christ or I honor Him or whatever you say. But what if someone asked you point blank, how have you done that? If you said, I love Jesus, and they said, how have you done that? How have you done that today? How did you do that yesterday? How did you do that? Was the love of Christ flowing through you when you were standing in line for three hours on Black Friday? Was the love of Christ flowing through you when someone tried to cut in front of you in a line on Black Friday? Was the back of your fist running through their head? I mean, you know, we do this. It's like if you told your husband or your wife that you love them, that you love them, that you love them. Yet you always put your wants and your needs before theirs. They'd start to think you were lying. I mean, if if you always think of them, that's not, if you always think of yourself, it's not really showing love. You put their needs and you put their wants before yours. And that is how they know that you love them. It's just like our relationship with Christ. We give to Him. We think about His will before we think about ours. See, because it seems that, in all honesty, we give God our leftovers, if, if there is any. We, we treat God and we treat our love of God like we, do a thank, like, like we do a walk after Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, physically it might be possible. And it's probably really good for us. But let's be honest, after you've eaten a bunch of turkey, there's really only two things you want to do. Eat dessert and take a nap. No one wants to go walking. It's just a ridiculous thing to do. My parents love to do it. And I'm like, why do you want to go walking? Why can't we just nap? I don't understand. Uh, it, It seems like we give all our time and all our energy to all these different places. Then when God calls us to change our view and our attitude towards work, or change the way we raise our kids so we can function more as a family, or, or change the way we treat school and view our schooling that we're in. We say, God, I don't have the energy to. When, God's, when God calls us to do something, we're, we're too tired, or we worked too long of a day, or our kids are stressing us out, or we think, God, this would cause me to work harder, and I can't do that. We come up with some lame excuse. The football game is on, so I can't help with dishes or the equivalent of that. You know, I'm too tired or, or I can't wake up early and read my Bible because I stayed up really late. I, I can't pray tonight because Glee is on and I have to watch Glee because it's awesome. Uh, and, and really, we're just kind of lazy. Uh, if you have a Bible, uh, open to Ephesians 5. This is going to be in Ephesians 5, uh, verse 8. i got a few more things to say before I get there. Uh, and... And then when God calls us to change, and then when we actually change, we like to pull this card. We like to say how we have sacrificed so much for God. I've stopped doing all these different things. I've stopped drinking for Jesus. When really it's kind of like I've stopped drinking as much. Or, or I stopped looking at porn, or I stopped looking at porn as much. I stopped going out with the guys every night so that I can be home with my wife and with my kids. Or I've stopped my random shopping sprees, mostly. Because money's tight right now. Oh, how I have sacrificed and suffered so much. And it gives us this kind of skewed view of sacrifice. I mean, many people talk about the sacrifice we must make in order to spend life with God. That we have to give up so many things and we sacrifice these things in our life for Him. But these things that I mentioned aren't sacrifice. I mean, it's what we're called to do. It's our duty as believers to give up on our sin. God calls us as believers to live in His light. Ephesians 5.8, this is that verse. 
For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. To live as children of light, that means we must run away from our darkness. That means we are to pursue righteousness and to pursue love. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. To live as children of light, we must give up on our sins. But is this a sacrifice? I mean, is it a sacrifice to stop having sex with your girlfriend so you can both come to God with a clear conscience? Is it a sacrifice to stop being a jerk to people that you work with so you can spread His love better? Is it a sacrifice to be patient with your kids so that they know that you and that God truly love them? Is it a sacrifice to be a loving wife instead of nagging? Is it a sacrifice to come home from your job and be the husband and the man and the father God calls you to be, that your family needs you to be? No. It's our duty as children of God. Sure, sometimes those things aren't easy. But some of the best gifts are those that are hard to give. We should view these as part of our giving to God. A gift that we are glad to give. See, I think that we call it a sacrifice. That we call giving up on our sins a sacrifice or, or, or suffering. Because we're focused on what we've lost. We are so consumed with the thing that is different in our life and what we have lost when really we should be focused on what we have gained. I mean, when you buy a gift for someone, you aren't thinking the entire time, that could have been mine. You know, I bought this for you, but really, could have been mine. You know, we, when we see the look on their face, we aren't thinking, I just dropped 20 bucks on you, man. I sacrificed 20 bucks. Because of that 20 bucks, you better be nice to me for the rest of the day. Because that's 20 bucks I'm never going to see again. Of course not. Or at least we shouldn't be focused on that. Our mindset needs to be, we're excited on the joy that it brings you. We got this for you because we think you'd like it. I had something like this happen to me recently. And kind of cool because people keep asking me about it. And I mean, in all honesty, I'm getting kind of tired of telling the story. So I got to tell it one more time. And then if you have any questions, you can ask Haley. Uh, so uh, Haley and I got married a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. And then we went on our honeymoon cruise, which was less awesome. Because uh, after being on the boat for 13 hours, it stopped working. It just stopped, which everyone thought was next to impossible because uh, the Coast Guard did this random inspection of all cruise boats, and they did this random inspection not 20 hours ago saying, yeah, your boat's good to sail. So we're like, great. You know, these, these engine rooms, the, these boats are designed so that if one engine room goes out, the other six can still power the boat. Um, but that didn't happen. Uh, one of the engine rooms caught fire. I don't know how. No one really knows how. And uh, burned a bunch of wiring, and apparently it was really important, and it killed all the other six engine rooms. Uh, because of this, we were just stuck in the water, and one tugboat came, and then, like, two. So most of the trip, we traveled at a total of four knots, which I'm not sure how fast a knot is, but it was slow. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I felt like if they all gave us oars, we could have rowed faster. Uh, but because of, of that, all the power was gone, so we didn't have lighting in our room. Uh, we couldn't charge our phones. We couldn't watch TV. They didn't have like onboard entertainment like they usually do because, again, there's no lighting. There was emergency lighting in the hallway from the emergency generator. Uh, there was no cooking facilities. There was no refrigeration, so they couldn't cook anything. Everyone that I talked to were like, you going on a cruise? Yeah, they're pretty cool. You're going to eat so much. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, so for lunch and for dinner for four days, we had salad and poor tasting sandwiches. I say poor tasting because uh, the main ingredient was corned beef. It wasn't very good. Uh, and people keep asking me in the newspaper, said like, they ate spam. I didn't see a can of spam on the whole trip. Spam would have been kind of interesting. No, they got, they got creative. I don't know why. They started using the salmon stuff. It was sketchy. Um, they started cutting up hot dogs and then just putting them in like tortillas. And it's like, this is a tortilla and a hot dog. Why did you have to chop it up? Whatever. I had that for lunch one day. It was, it was actually kind of nice. It was something different. Uh, for, for breakfast, we had cereal with lukewarm milk because they couldn't refrigerate anything. Um, so the milk wasn't quite bad, but it was on the verge. Uh, good thing we were only there for four days. And I talked to a couple of people, and I'm like, oh, that's, you guys probably didn't even notice. You were on your honeymoon, you know. You guys were in the room the whole time. I'm like, for four days straight? Really? But uh, I noticed. And uh, the first 36 hours, there was no water. Uh, apparently, that's all powered, too. So we couldn't shower or flush your toilet or wash your hands uh, or anything. And... Actually, the guy came on the loudspeaker, and he's like, avoid the public bathrooms. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. We tried to avoid those. Every once in a while, you get a nice whiff of something. Just telling you how it is. Uh, and, and then that was fixed. The water was kind of fixed. It, uh, we had cold water, like ice-cold water. So I took an ice-cold shower. That was a treat. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, our honeymoon story. It was, it was a blast, I guess. Uh, but we're not really complaining too much about it. We, we talked about it. And, and we're like, you know what? We're not really going to complain about how there was no hot food for four days or, or no hot water or walking up and down ten flights of stairs because there's no working elevator. Because it worked out pretty cool. I mean, Carnival was really cool about it. They're like, we're going to give you a full refund and we're going to give you a complimentary cruise up to the amount of money you spent on this one. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Three days later, I had all my money back, and I'm like, damn, they took care of that. Uh, so we bought a computer, which is something that we needed, and it, it was really cool. And, and, and a lot of the different things that come along with this has been a huge blessing to us. And, and Haley said it, even when we were on the boat, it didn't even take very long for her to process this. She's like, it'll be okay. It's a blessing we have to suffer for. And I'm like, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that somewhere. So, bam, got it. Uh, but we weren't focused on, on what we lost. I mean, yeah, we didn't have the honeymoon that we wanted. But we gained so much more. I mean, instead of viewing the things that God calls us to change and God calls us to give as sacrifice, we should view it as a giving. A gift we're glad to give because we know that it brings Him joy. 
knowing that we are doing right as kids of God. We know that giving up on these different sins is an opportunity in our life to grow close to Him. We give up these things because it's what God calls us to do, not some sacrifice we have to suffer through. Uh, Romans 12.1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. This is proper worship, that we would give of ourselves to God. So go out and give. I mean, give what God is calling you to give. Give up of the sins that you are holding onto and give them to God. Do not focus on what you have lost, but focus on what you've gained. I mean, and then physically, Element, gives, Element tries to give so many opportunities for us to give back, for people to give. I mean, we do Christmas for kids, which happens every year for the last two years. So this is our third year doing it. And it's an opportunity to get involved with some families who are less fortunate and get a go and have a good day with them. You get to bring some light into their lives. It's a huge blessing to be a part of that. Community Partners and Cares, that happens all year round. I know because I've done quite a few of them. And you go and you work on someone's house who no longer has the ability to work on their own house. The, the Tamar Center that's happening, I'm not sure when, in a, I think like six months. Thanks, bro. Uh, the, the Tamar Center, I mean, even if you can't go to Thailand, maybe find a way you can support the people who are going. Element supports clean water projects in Indonesia. I mean, here in the building, last week helping with the Agape Feast. I mean, there are a lot of people that came to the Agape Feast, and there are a lot of people that helped out. I think we had like 15 different houses cooking for the Agape Feast. And then we had, I don't know, 15 waiters here, waiting tables and doing all that different things. And we could have used more help. More help is good. I mean, decorating the room. Decorating the room, uh, this does not take like two hours. This takes like a day and a half. It took a long time. Uh, um, not complaining, but I'm just saying there are ways to get involved here. There are ways to give back here. And, I mean, there's the battered women's shelter. There's, there's the food bank. There's the Salvation Army. These are different things in our community that even though Element hasn't organized a team to go and help these different places, doesn't hold an event to, doesn't mean that you can't. Christy is always looking for people to help her with children's. If you go to Sunday morning and want to help with children's, maybe even Christmas Eve service. I know Christmas Eve service gets nuts. They need help with children's. Um, in youth group, I'm looking for uh, a guy to help in youth group, but not just a guy. I need, like, a man, a man's man. I need a dad is what I would really like, a, a dad who will beat up on his boy but loves him, but loves him and wants to see him grow in Christ and wants to see his friends grow in Christ and wants to be involved in that process. Maybe he has some hair on the chest because I don't have that and I can't model that to students. Like, you need to be like this. Like, no, you need to pump iron because I don't. Uh, but someone who cares and who wants to see uh, young boys transform into men. I love your help. 
I mean, don't forget that this season, this season, it seems like when Christmas comes around, everyone's focus starts to change. And for a brief second, we all start to focus on Christ. And we think, yeah, Christmas is about him. And then we get consumed with buying presents for people. That should be, well, it should be better than that. But, but Christ should be our number one in every season, not just Christmas. I mean, in the middle of summer, we should be thinking about how we are giving to people, how we are giving to Christ, how we love him and love others. This is just a reminder to be giving back to him. I mean, every week we come to communion for this reason. We come forgiving. We come and we break the cracker, which represents his body, which was broken for us, and we dip it in the wine or the grape juice, which represents his blood. And we say, God, we thank you so much for giving to us. We thank you for coming and dying, for being broken for us, for forgiving us of our sins and for loving us, even though we've messed up so much. Forgiving to us, even though we are selfish with the things that you've given us. It's an amazing time. And I want this communion to represent something different than the rest of the communions you'll, you'll take this year. I want this communion to start your Christmas season. And not the turkey, not the ham, not hanging lights not buying presents for people. I want to start with communion, coming before God and saying, I understand what this season is all about. How am I giving back to Him? The band's going to come up and they're going to play a few songs. And we sing to God as a form of worship. And, and we sing um, out of thanksgiving and we sing about His power and about His grace and about all the things that He has given us because we're grateful that He calls us His kids. Um, there's offering boxes in the side and in the back. And this is a way that we give back to God uh, with our money. We say, God, I understand that this money is yours anyway. I understand that everything that I have has been given to me by you. Here is part of that back as me saying thank you. Uh, there's going to be elders or deacons in the back, in the hallway, and then I think they'll be up here um, after service. And they're there to pray with you. If you're having a hard time finding what this season is about, if you're like, I don't know what to give, I don't know what God's calling me to give, or you're holding on to something that God is calling you to give up, go pray with them. Go talk with them. That's what they're there for. They love to talk with you. They love to pray with you. And then lastly, we worship God through fellowship. And there's some delicious cookies in the back. I didn't eat any, but I heard they were super good. Uh, in fact, like half of them were eaten before everyone showed up. So you might want to hurry back there and get some. Uh, but hang out with some people back there. Get something to drink. Get something to eat. Mingle with some people. View it as a first mini Christmas party. Talk with people about the deals that they got on Black Friday. Talk to them about deals that are going to happen. Maybe get together with some people and plan a Christmas party. And then invite some people you don't know that great to your Christmas party so they can become your friends. It works cool like that. I mean, have fun with people back there. And then go out and, and, and figure out how you can give. Because God has given us so much. Um, will you guys pray with me? God, we, we thank you for today. And we, we thank you that we get to come before you. God, so much of the time we, we forget that coming before you in itself is a gift. 
that you reveal yourself to us. God, I pray that we would be a people who wouldn't lose sight of that. We would be your children who don't lose sight of who you are. Who don't lose sight of your generosity. And that we would long to be like you. We would long to be generous with the things that you've given us. We would long to be generous with the things that we have, with our time and with our effort, God. We would long to give back to you. We would long to give to others. I pray that we would understand that this season is about loving you. It's about loving you and then loving people. That we would give to you first. God, I pray that you would be with us uh, this year and this season, God. As we go into a new a new season of life, we, we would go in hand in hand with you. And you would bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen.